the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, my friends. Hello, people that I truly appreciate. I actually do. Actually, thank God for you guys every single day. It is uh, my pleasure to be here and do this radio show six out of seven days a week. Golly, Bob, howdy, can you believe we're this lucky? It really is an honor, and uh, I, I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you will, I hope you will join me today because um, there's a bunch of dumb stuff going on that we have to talk about, and there's some serious things that we have to discuss. And now that this pesky Obamacare thing is out of the way, we can finally get back to Russia, right? We can finally, thank God, we can get back to chasing the connection with Russia. Oh, right. I am happy about that. If you're with me, raise your hand. Yes, thank you. I see you all. Just a, just a crazy, crazy thing. Now, we can really focus, focus on that. I, I witnessed something just a little bit ago, just before the show, with um, with CNN exposing yet another really strange obsession. I, I'm I'm not sure I completely understand it, but but we will get to that. Um, and and we have to we have to open up the discussion on today's vital question. Yeah, I know I'm going to get to what's going on with the Obamacare thing because. But I figured you, you all have heard about it by now because it died last night. The repeal and replace, the GOP efforts to put in a new health care bill died a very painful death last night. It's over, Johnny. Let it go. What a screw up. What, what a gigantic waste of seven years and, and what is it, uh, 179 days of the current administration. What a gigantic waste of time. It just, it just frustrates me. And it allows the, the, the Democrats to take a victory lap. It allows Chuck Schumer, this is part of the problem that really irritates me in all this. It, it allows Schumer to walk out in front of the, all of the cameras and step into the well of the Senate and gloat. And, you know, he's grinning like a crap-eating possum with a rusty fork. Pardon my Texas French humor out there. This, this, this just, I know, I don't want to play too much because some of you will go running away. It's, it's kind of like playing Hillary's voice and Mark's cat goes crazy and tears up the house. But this is Chuck Schumer from just a short time ago in the Senate. It should be crystal clear to everyone on the other side of the aisle that the core of the bill is unworkable. It's time to move on. It's time to start over. Rather than repeating the same failed partisan process yet again, Republicans should work with Democrats on a bill that lowers premiums, provides long-term stability to the markets, and improves our health care system. Oh, yeah, like the bill that you guys gave us that lowered our health care costs by an average of $2,500 a year, that allowed us to keep our doctor if we liked our doctor, 
all of that that was going to be so good. This is, I wish somebody would just take that piece of paper and wad it up and feed it to him. Notice I didn't say anything violent like shove it down his gloating throat. I just said feed it to him. It's lunchtime. Many in the Senate are having lunch right now. I think that would be appropriate. It's just so irritating to see these, these statements being allowed to pass without anybody having a, a hair on their butt to stand up and say, no, stop it. Really, really nerve-wracking. There was a little bit of gloating on the, on the GOP side. But I have to tell you, I think as, as much as I understand it and his desire to do it, I don't think Paul Ryan's gloating is helping. I don't think this, well, you know, he's allowed to do it. But I don't know if this is helpful either. Well, we'd like to see the Senate move on something. Uh, we are proud of the bill that we passed. We passed a bill to repeal and replace Obamacare, to replace it with a better system. Uh, but as you well know, the legislative process, for it to work, House has to pass a bill. We've done that. The Senate's got to pass a bill for us to even move the process forward. That's the next step. So we're hoping that they can achieve that next step so that we can bring real relief. Here's the problem. First of all, the neener, neener, neener part of that, it's a little irritating, Paul Ryan. I know you, you, you managed to get a, a bill through. It wasn't that great of a bill either. Neither one of you was able to accomplish the stated goal, the promised goal. So, you know, to do this, I, I don't know if this is exactly a helpful thing. Just, I'm just saying, Paul Ryan, I'll let you continue. Obamacare is in the middle of a tailspin. This law is collapsing. So... We've got a promise to keep, and also we need to step in ahead of the problem that this law is collapsing. More and more people don't even have any choices left, or even one choice. 41% of the counties in America have no uh, competition in health insurance. They have one health insurer left. Premiums have doubled. Options are disappearing. Many counties in America now have no health insurers left. So that is just the stark reality of the moment, and so we're hopeful that the Senate uh, can take the pause that they need to take and, and, and move forward on this issue so we can get something done. You're not well, I'm worried that this law, I'm worried that Obamacare will stand and the law will continue to collapse and people will get hurt in the process. Here, here's the fact. Here's the reality. And here's where they screwed up. One of the ways the GOP screwed up. What the Democrats built and imposed on the nation with Obamacare... I think it was bigger than any of them figured out. We knew, you knew, I knew, Glenn knew. Most people who looked at the bill and looked at the structure that was placed on top of the American government understood what this was. It was not meant to lower health care costs. It was not meant to keep your doctor in business. All of this was meant to do was to strangle the system to where everybody would scream, fix it, not get rid of it, not dig the weeds out of the garden, fix it. So ultimately, we will end up with worse health care than we had at a higher cost. But there will be one thing about it that is good if your job requires on you 
getting elected to keep your job. It will be all controlled by government. It will be all about power and control and overreach and being in your life in every single corner of it. It will be about telling you which doctor you can go to. It will be about seeing, you want to see what this is going to be? You want to see what Obamacare is going to be? Because you're never getting rid of it. I know, I know McConnell says we're going to, we're going to, we're, we're going to repeal it and then have a two-year time to replace it with something. Not happening. Susan Collins has already said no. You can only lose one more, and there are half a dozen senators lined up saying, I'm a yes if, which means they're a no. They're just not ready to say it yet. You're never getting rid of Obamacare. We are never, ever getting back together with our old health care system. It's just not going to happen. The greatest health care system in the world has been destroyed. Thank you, Democrats. Thank you, Republicans, for not realizing the tentacles of the, this thing had wrapped themselves around you and squeezed you. It, it's so infuriating to see this. They're not going to do it. I know Glenn was talking about the fact that, that the bill had been done countless times before to repeal and hand it to Obama, and he went through the process of, of uh, going to veto it, or the Senate went through the process of killing it. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get it done. So you want to see... You want to see what Obamacare is going to look like in a few years or, or if it's going to become Obama-Trump care, some sort of hybrid that happens? Do you want to see? Just look no further than the VA. Look no further. The VA is single payer. It is the, it is the starter kit for what we're going to see happen. It really is. And if you think the tragedy of 22 vets a day taking their lives because they can't get the care we promised them is, is terrible. Think of how many frustrated citizens will take their own lives because they can't get the help they need from the government health care program. Because it's just not there. There just isn't a budget for it. The government administrator says you can't do it. It really is. A frightening reality. And I don't mean to open the show as, as uh, Corporal Cranky Pants today, as I was accused of this morning by more than one person. But this really is a point at which I want the Senate to say, just stop lying to us. Because the time we've wasted, the 179 days already of this administration that we have wasted, uh, I, they always said that we're not going to get tax reform until we get health care reform. So I guess that means, guess what? Even if you repeal it, you're not reforming it. So we're not getting tax reform. And we're not getting tax reform. So does that mean we're not going to get infrastructure reform? Does that mean you're not going to help businesses repatriate those trillion dollars worth of cash that are sitting offshore? Does all of that come crumbling down? 
does the 17% increase in the stock market since the start of the year start crumbling away? Does the confidence in the dollar begin to diminish as we have seen in the last couple of days? Does the student loan bubble burst before the auto loan bubble burst? Because guess what? Both of those bubbles are out there too. I know, I know. It's, it's not a happy scenario to open the show. I'll find some good news. I promise you, I'll find some good news somewhere. But if you want to ha- help, if you want to drag me out of this spiral, I'm in Obamacare death spiral right now. I just realized that. It just hit me. I am in an Obamacare death spiral. And um, I don't know what we can do about it. You want to help? Share your thought. Find a good story for me. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. I need some good news. from some, Somebody share me a little bit of good news right now. This is Pure Opelka. I'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I know I came out of the blocks just mad about everything. And it's only because I am mad about everything. At least at least I have a a beacon of hope. And uh yes, it's it's a client. It's actually a sponsor on this show. I'm I'm gonna remind you guys, as I do every single day. That uh, if you're like me, if you're somebody who wore out certain parts of your body because you were very active and, and maybe you overdid it for a couple of decades and you find yourself with inflammation causing pain in your joints, in your knees, your back, your hips, as was my case, I tried Relief Factor. It's an all-natural anti-inflammatory. It, it comes in the, like little packets like vitamins. It makes such good sense. It's fish oils and it's turmeric and other natural ingredients that that reduce the inflammation in the joints, which basically, in my case, eliminates the pain. I was looking at at getting a um, a knee transplant, maybe two. I started taking Relief Factor in August in uh, April of this year, and look, it's it's the middle of July. I have been without any kind of pain relief medication since April 15th. Absolutely without it. Not a single one. You can put me on a lie detector and it's all about Relief Factor. So check them out. ReliefFactor.com or you can call them and talk to them. 800-500-8384. is the phone number. Get the details on the three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95. I wish I'd have started earlier. I wish like thousands of, of Blaze audience members who use it. I, I wish I'd have jumped sooner, but I'm happy with it today. I'm thrilled. I have my life back. I'm out crawling around the garden, running around the golf course, walking the new puppy. It's Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. Check it out. 
All right, back to my, my hooting and hollering, my ranting and raving, my problems today, because uh, I'm very disturbed at basically the lack of, of any sort of unity in the GOP. There are small groups that are holding tight, and the, the, the Democrats are all together. They're all hands to the middle. So I don't, I don't understand it. I really don't. And I, I might have to leave it alone. I might have to get to uh, the, the subject I wanted to get to earlier today, the one that, that will continue throughout the entire show. It's kind of a little silly subject, but I, I want you to weigh in on it. I'm a dog owner. We're dog owners. We're big supporters of rescue missions. You know, if, if someone's got a shelter and they're a kill shelter, I, I want them to... Uh, I want them to, to, to A, stop the killing of the dogs, and, and B, when they, when they adopt them out, I want those dogs spayed and neutered. And when you make a decision to, to get a dog in your life or a cat in your life, it's a, it's a big deal, and you have to be ready for it. I wasn't ready for it until late in my life. But when we got that dog... When we rescued that first dog that was the runt of the litter, probably going to be put down because she had a bad leg, we made the choice, and we decided to do it. And guess what? It's a dog. It's not a child. So whenever anybody stops me walking the dog and says, oh, look, you're walking your little dog. Is daddy taking you for a walk? I always stop and go, Shh, hold on. I am not this this animal's parent. I am this animal's owner. I am the alpha in this relationship. I provide food and shelter and training. I am not a parent of this dog. So don't, when you see me, if you see me with Tank, don't ask, Are you, is, this, is this your little baby? No, that's our dog. I'm not the daddy. But, but there's recently, there's been a lot of discussion. I realize this has been going on for a while. And I think this is part of snowflake culture. And as a libertarian, I respect a company's right to offer whatever benefits they want to offer to attract employees. But there is a new and growing effort to tell companies to add a benefit for new pet owners. And I think it is just about the dumbest thing I've heard this week. I'm not kidding. I, I, wish, <laughs> I wish this weren't as dumb as it is. When, when we get back from the break, I'll, I'll discuss it and we'll open up the, the polling on this. And if you want to weigh in on it, if, if you know what I'm talking about, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Join us. This is Piero Pelkin. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Welcome back to Puro Pelka. We are uh, just about a half hour deep into the show, and and my uh, my latest bout with my my anger over what the GOP has done and what they're not doing and what they seem to be incapable of. So I changed gears and went to a, a topic that's got me got me all ticked off today as well, but in a different way. And I think it's a, an important issue that we should talk about. I'm talking about something that Glenn and I have discussed at length over the past year and a half. It was about a year and a half ago. I said to Glenn, I saw this, this quote, this statement about we in this country have gotten so off track that instead of loving each other, and using things, we now use things, well, we should be using things. Instead of, instead of loving each other and using things, we love things and we use each other. And uh, that's not a good thing. It's, it's not a good thing at all. And in the case of what we were just talking about, dogs, cats, your pets, a pet is not a child. A pet is, is uh, in many cases, a luxury. Um, in, in the rare cases, it's, it's some sort of uh, work animal that supports or helps you. But in, I, I would, would imagine in 99% of the cases, a pet is a luxury as a, as a four-footed companion. But it will never take the place of a human being. And that's my outlook on things. Um, we had a great dog for 17 years. And when she passed away a year and a month ago, it was a loss. But it wasn't like losing a child or a parent or a brother. It'll never be that close for me. And yeah, it was a great dog. Gracie was fantastic. But she was a dog. She was a, an animal that was in our life by choice. So when I read this case, and this all came out because today I heard a public service announcement that featured Jane Lynch. You know who Jane Lynch is. She is, uh, the, the, she's a comic actress. She's the host of some game show on, on television, but we first were introduced to her, most of us, on Glee. And she's a funny woman. But she's all out there now pushing this, uh, this, this pitch to get companies to offer paid leave for a week for people who get a new pet. Now think about that. Okay, that's fine. If you're the person who says, all right, I'm going to get a new dog, and your, your company now has to pay you, for a week of, of not being on your, on your job, at your desk, doing whatever you do. And that means somebody else has to fill in or everybody else has to pick up the slack. But it's called paternity. Isn't that cute? Paternity leave. And Jane Lynch and others are all for this, saying that if someone's going to, to bring a dog or a cat into their life in order to make sure that that animal has a smooth transition and that home is properly set up, they're going to need a week. 
Well, first of all, anybody who's ever taken a new puppy or a dog that they may have fostered as we have, you know that it takes longer than a week. So now, once we get paternity into the system, how much more are you going to ask for? How much longer are you going to need? After all, a child, uh, you know, that's, what is it, 12 weeks to six months in some cases, paid leave? And, you know, a, a puppy... Really, kind of like a child. Some of them need a little more attention than others. These are not people. These are pets. These are not humans. They are, they are uh, bonuses in your life. If you can afford one, if you have the luxury of time and money to take care of one. And the future of our country does not depend on more dogs. And yes, I realize we have shelters overrun with dogs and cats. Big proponent of telling people to go visit your shelter and adopt. Huge proponent of it. I'm not a proponent of mandating paternity leave when somebody gets a new pet. Now, again, the libertarian in me says, if you are a company owner, if you are a company that says, hey, we are, uh, we are proud to announce that uh, if you choose to add a pet to your life, uh, we'll give you a week off to readjust and, and get your pet set up. That's fine if you're that company. But if you're then going to pass on the cost to me, the consumer, which is invariably what happens, because let's be honest, it costs money to make sure that your company keeps running because somebody's going to have to take a week off because they got a new pet. And I know there are people among us, Jeffy, who would then get a new pet every week or every other week, and there have to be reasonable restrictions. It's, it's a mess. But again, what this does, what this is doing, this campaign for paternity leave, is doing nothing more than, than, than changing the relationship between people and things. We need to love people and make use of our things. And I know there's a big difference between a car and a dog, and they are things. They're both things in my life, but uh, neither one will ever come close to a person. So that's the, that's the vital question of the day, and I've posted it on my Twitter account asking you where you stand on this vital question of the day. Uh, if, if a company, it just, it's just crazy, Jane Lynch. Yeah, stay Stay in your lane, Jane Lynch. Stay in your lane. Should companies offer paid paternity leave when employees get a new pet? Currently, 6% of you say, yes, of course they should. 88% are saying, no, stop this insanity. And 6% can't decide. That means there's 12% of you out there who really are having a tough time figuring this out. And again, dog lover, dog owner. We've rescued dogs on a large scale uh, for, for months when we helped out a shelter down south where we were part of the Underhound Railroad. We worked to stop the gassing of dogs. But I'm sorry if you're getting a pet that's your lifestyle choice. It's not an employer's obligation to provide you with paid leave. 
Because you know what, frankly, if I get a Ferrari, it's really going to take some time to get that Ferrari acclimated to my lifestyle, to my garage. I'm going to have to make sure I have enough time to give all the neighbors a ride before everybody settles down and goes, oh, he's got a Ferrari. So where does this all stop? Where does the obligation to keep coddling stop? It's a dog or a cat. It's not a human being. And on the flip side of this, eventually when that dog or cat leaves and crosses the Rainbow Bridge, as little Gracie did in May of 2016, that happens. There are now companies that are also giving bereavement days for the loss of a pet. I actually feel that's a little more important than the paternity, but I'm still not with it either. Again, private companies, your choice, your choice. All I say is don't pass on the cost to me. Am I crazy? Am I out of control here? Where do you stand on paternity leave? 888 900-3393. You can, you can tell me in person or you can answer on the Twitter, as almost 200 of you have already. Join the discussion. Michael Pelka, Puro Pelka. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, I know it's, uh, it's, it's an extreme position for me to take that I won't support this paternity. But I do support the company's right to try and come up with an idea like this. That's, that's their right, just as it is the right of every consumer to say, um, no, no, we're not doing that. And, and then to move on and take your business elsewhere. I just have to assume when you start offering things like, like an in-house pizza kitchen, I know you're doing it to keep people in-house, but it's also adding to the cost of the stuff. And, and, but it's, again, libertarian, I got to step back and say, it's your choice. It's your deal. You can do whatever you want. By the way, I, I'm, I'm looking for, for happy moments and good stories that make me feel better about uh, the world and my life. And I just stumbled into yet another one. I'm, I get a story sent to me from friends uh, from New York City because we spent 20, the better part of 20 plus years in New York City. And uh, yesterday in New York, on the subway... Um, a track fire stopped trains and uh, left uh, uh, just hundreds and hundreds of people trapped underground waiting for trains to clear up. Uh, and not only was it a track fire, but, but also the track fire was started when a train carrying garbage spewed stuff all over the tracks, which means it was an underground 
track fire of garbage on the New York subway. I, you know, I, I feel so much better about our decision to exit New York, so much better about our choice of leaving New York City, aside from the fact that it's run by a communist. And aside from the fact that the people think it's great to be run by a communist. I do hope, as we talked last week, I, I do hope that the movement for some of these states to uh, exit the union, I, I would love to see Calexit happen or maybe California split up and our conservative friends get their own section. Maybe it's the section that grows the grapes for the wine. I'm just saying that would be helpful. And New York, uh, you, you can have your own place, too. As we now see, television can be made in many different places. Movies can be made in many different locations. You can walk around Las Vegas and see backdrops that look just like New York City. I'm just saying. So if any of these people want to check out and uh, leave and, and stop letting us pay for all of their all of their socialist beliefs, I would be okay with that. I would be absolutely fine with that. Another reason why I would be, I'd be okay with New York City uh, checking out. Uh, this was sent to me by another friend. There was a Brooklyn woman who was having a, a difficult time because it seems like every few weeks she would get threatening letters from her, her cable provider, the gas company, the water department her cell phone department all saying hey why haven't you paid your bills you deadbeat and she would call and say i, d I didn't get the bill yes this is the third notice we've sent you and uh we you're just not paying your bills so pay your bills well it turns out that um the postman brought her a pile of 30 or 40 envelopes that had been gnawed gnawed by an unidentified resident of the same street. You see, the postman would take the mail up to the top of the stoop of this Brooklyn townhouse and drop it right there. And the minute he would turn his back to go down the rest of the block on his route, a rat, yes, a rat, would steal the letters off the stoop and was building a nest just underneath the, the stoop. 30 to 40 letters. Yes, thank you. The one thing I need to know is that uh, the rats are stealing the mail. That's, that's never a good thing. Very happy to be living in the woods of Arden, Delaware, and uh, coming to you live from the constitutionally protected free speech bunker here in the woods of Arden, Delaware, and not having to deal with rats that steal the mail. It's too much, I know. Coming up next, uh, next hour, we're going to uh, try and give you more updates, if there are any, on the, on the shift in, in the GOP's plans now, now that, now that Obamacare repeal and replace is dead in the water. Uh, yes, you've all heard about repeal, but uh, we don't know what the reality is behind it because you start with Susan Collins being against it. Uh, we have to get into this story about R. Kelly. There's also more news on Colin Kaepernick. And um, are you somebody who would like to date someone who looks like a celebrity? 
I know, I got questions about that too. There's something out there that we should talk about. It's kind of strange, but yet it's kind of something that, uh, that, well, we should talk about it. And we'll do that around the corner. Michael Pelka and Puro Pelka, come on back after the news. Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.